Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to 15 Good Minutes. As always, this is your guy, Coach B, and I'm here with the A-Team. JR, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Nice day today. A little chilly, but it was great. And uh, basketball slowing down, baseball coming up, bro. I hear you, Freddie. What's good in Texas, buddy? Uh, Texas is Texas. That, that, that's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, to JR's point, I have... It's hard to believe baseball is actually coming up because it's, it's kind of being quiet with the whole, you know, the world thing. I watched that, the w- World Baseball Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of been quiet. You you haven't seen a lot of a lot of notoriety about uh, spring training and everything. Right, but we're here today to talk about the Final Four. Uh, I, I got uh, I got some stuff I want to throw at you guys and get your opinion on some things. You know, we're going to have Florida Atlantic playing San Diego State. And Miami is going to be playing UConn. Before we get into that, though, and I'll start with you, Freddie. Based on um, just last week and like with the Elite Eight, um, what did you see? Were you excited by any of the games? Did you did you see anything that that surprised you in any of those games? Definitely, Florida Atlantic. And I'm wondering to myself: Are are, are is Florida Atlantic legit, or are they the new Florida Gulf Coast? Right from from a few years back, right? JR, anything from the Elite Eight that stood out to you that you liked, didn't like, uh, or were you excited about any of the games? I was excited by uh, the kid Newell. Uh, who was he play for again? Uh, Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas State. He he really excited me the, the last two games he played. Came up a little short. Uh, you no know, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he, he really surprised me. I, I thought he would take them to that four. But uh, it, it just wasn't enough. I don't know about them being a, a Florida, a Florida AU being a an anomaly. You know, what I mean, they won thirty five games this year. So yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. I don't I don't think they're an anomaly. Number yeah, one, I, I, I um, think... of the four teams left, they got the best record of all four. Yes, of them. and they um, beat peoples. I was I was most impressed with them. Even the you know, like everybody liked K State and they were riding them, but. What I saw and the way that they moved the ball, you know, now mind you, I was in, in Vegas last week and um, I was watching that game with a buddy of mine from uh, a Golf DMV podcast. Um, um, LB was with me and, you know, Lou was there, JR, and um, Rodney from Kentucky. And the four of us were, were, were there, there watching that game. And the spacing and the ball movement and the way they hit that big fella down the middle, the passing was superb. He never brought the ball down. He played like a legitimate big man. And in the first half, I'm like, all the hype is around K-State because, you know, what they did to get there. But I'm thinking, these guys are legit. And I think they're going to be legit against San Diego State. And then coming back to you, Freddie, I don't think it was a foul, number one, against Nemhart. Number two, I wouldn't have called it at that point in time. And and, and I've I've been doing a lot of reading up on this last couple of days and a lot of officials said the same thing. However, um, I'm, I'm on board with, with Creighton's coach. Cause he said in the post game, some things that I would say at the end of a game like that, he agreed that one, he didn't think it was a foul. I didn't either, but he also said there was like 10 different places that they lost that game. He said, don't put it on the foul. He said, we missed bunnies, point blank layups, open shots, open threes, stick backs. He's like he found you know easily a you know ten to a dozen opportunities to get another two or three points, and that was a one point win if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the officials should have called it, Freddie. I don't think it was a foul, 
Um, but I thought there were just some really good games. That was a one-point game. Um, I think going back to the question about surprises, UConn beating the shit out of Gonzaga was was epic to me. And 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 now I'm gonna I've been asking myself this question for years, so I'm just gonna put it out there because Freddie, you and I talked about it the last time that Carolina won because it was against Gonzaga. I'm just going to put it out there now that no matter how good a team they are and how good their record is, and I get it, they're playing who's in front of them. They, they're just not as talented collectively as some of the other leagues around. I'm, I'm you know, they, they, they play in a unique place. I think it's the WCC. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I know that they're out there. Um, but they got they they just got man. I mean they they were down thirty early, early. You know what I mean? You know, and and UConn just did everything so right. So I like Mark Few. I like Gonzaga. But now I'm of the mindset that they will always be one of those teams that will get there, and just just can't finish. Do y'all y'all see anything different with them, or were you surprised by how they got you know crushed like that? Well, I I wasn't really surprised because. UConn crushed everybody they played just about. Not by 35. No, not by 35, but I mean, yeah. they walked over, they walked over just about all their competition. It was in that like, game, UConn was a four seed. Gonzaga was a three seed. So three I seed. get that. They, yeah. they they were neck and neck. Like uh there was another one that was pretty close, you know, um, like Xavier in Texas, for example. I think it was a two-three matchup. So I could have taken any one of those. But if you look at the two three matchup, that was like ended up being a twelve point win with some free throws down the stretch, Jr. So I get that, but it was it was like out the gate, yeah, Gonzaga yeah. wasn't ready for what UConn was putting on. I mean, I, it was there was no coming back. I think I was texting you about that game. I think, yeah. I mean, like they they were like every time you looked around, it was like UConn was scoring a bucket. I'm like, God, hey, they, there's no way to catch up on that. FAU is going against San Diego State. Um, that's a, that's a nine seed and I'm throwing seeds out, by the way, I tend to reseed yeah. when we get to the final four. I think Freddie did that last year and it made sense. You can't, you can't hang on to the number now that they were going into when they got the round of 64. So JR, talk to me about Florida Atlantic and San Diego state. Um, anything impressed you, anything that you're expecting and who wins that game? I like FAU and say what you want, say what you want, but they've been playing great ball. Give me a so final score of that game. You say what? The final score? Yes. I don't think it's going to be a high score, but I, I would say 65 to 50, 54. 11-point win. Freddie, over to you. We got we got Florida Atlantic against San Diego State. What do you see with that game, um, and who do you expect to win? To your point earlier, FAU does have the best record of all the remaining teams. That That is a fact. However, when you – I I'm a, I am of the belief that I look at the entire body of work. Um, they don't have a lot of impressive wins on their schedule outside of what they, whatever they did in the tournament, right? San Diego State is the best defense of, of all guys, of all four teams. So I'm picking San Diego State just because of their defense. Give me a score. 71-60. And I think, I think the game will be closer but I think toward the end of the game, free throw is going to extend it out. I'm going to align with what JR is saying here in the sense that uh, I like FAU. I'm not taking anything away from San Diego State. but And I'm not, and I'm also not making the claim that the FAU is playing with house money. They're playing legitimate basketball. They're getting up and down. They're not winning by luck. They're running their stuff, and it's working. 
Uh, I got FAU over San Diego State, you know, by eight points. So, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, 70 to 62. Uh, I won't be surprised, JR, if, 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 if San Diego State gets it. Again, not hating at all. JR, the second game Saturday night has got uh, Miami at UConn. And one thing I want to say before you, before you get into your breakdown of that game is let's take a moment here for Coach Laranaga and say, well, damn, done. Knocked off the number one seed, Houston. And I don't know if y'all saw my man in the locker room, but well, he, he was dancing. He, he was good. Yo, he, <laughs> my man had some moves. You know what I mean? Put the smooches on the misses after the game, you know, with the lock, with the neck lock. I I love the way that they're playing, y'all. Tell me what you see in this game coming up between Miami and UConn. I really like Miami. If they keep their defense together, and if Miller's playing the way he was he played the last game. Whoa! This is going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a problem for, for UConn. I'd say seventy-eight to seventy-three. Five-point game, Freddie. You agree with Jr. Is Miami going to take out UConn in your world? It's long overdue for Jim Laranega, but I think this is where it comes to an end. You know, I low-key in college basketball, UNC is my team. But I have always been a low-key lover of UConn and Villanova. Sadly enough, I don't even know the name of UConn's head coach. Hurley. Hurley yeah, Hurley. Bobby Hurley? Yeah. No, Dan Hurley. Hurley. Dan yeah. Hurley. Okay. Correct. I, I, will, I would go probably 77-70 UConn. Okay, so you got a seven-point game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference. I I I agree with Freddie on this one, Jr. I think um, I think UConn is strong, but again, it's a it's again. I said I wasn't gonna use C's, but this is a four-five matchup. It could go either way. Um, I just like the way Hurley's kids are playing. Um, they can both fill up the bucket. Uh, I see this game going in the '80s easily. Um, you know, so I'm going to go 83-80 with the nod over over to UConn. So that means we're now at a point, Jr. where, you know. I myself, on the island. I need you, not so much, but now I need you to pick your championship. So, you know, you got FAU versus Miami, which which would put two Florida teams against each other in the championship game on Monday. So all I want you to give me at this point is, if you're right and FAU is facing Miami, who wins it all on Monday night between those two in your world? Man, okay, it's gonna be Miami. You sound doubtful. <laughs> yeah, I am because because FA, I mean I don't know what FAU will pull out of their, their hat, you know, for that game because now it's different. We're, it's an interstate rivalry now. I mean, these, these you think people, they care about that at that point on Monday? Man, they 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 playing they playing. They've the played state. each other twenty five times so far, just so you know. And Miami has won twenty four of those. Yeah, I know. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> So, Jr., you've got so basically you, you you've got Miami cutting down the nets on Monday night. Over to you, Freddie. You've got UConn going up against San Diego State. Give me a winner. I'm going UConn 73-67. Mm, mm, close game, close game. Okay. Uh, I've got UConn and FAU, right? I'm going FAU for the chip. Oh, see, I know you go for the chip. <laughs> FAU for the chip, 75 to 70 on Monday night. 
This is the since 1979, the first time we don't have a one, two, or three seed, JR, which is which is interesting. We're asking our audience, who do you have cutting down the nets on Monday night for the 2023 NCAA championship? I'm gonna hit the lads up and see if anybody's got something to say. Starting with you, JR. You got anything to say, buddy? No, I don't have anything to say, not today. Freddie, you got anything to say? I have something to say. Lamar Jackson, get an agent. Period. I mean, get an agent. I want you to get paid. I want you to get your money. But you can't go at this alone with you and your mom <laughs> trying to negotiate with billionaires for $190 million. It, it, it's not going to work. Get, get get yourself an agent. Pay that, pay that 3 5% or whatever it may be. Pay them. Then once you play out that contract, then you, you know, you, you have a little bit more um, experience with negotiating your contract, but get yourself an agent. Right. And I, 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 I would agree 100 percent. Yeah, this is the equivalent of uh, uh, being charged with a major crime and going to court without a lawyer. Well, you know, yep. um, it's it's just, you know, Freddie's got something to say is, is, is important, especially when you're at a point where this could conceivably be. Yes the single largest contract of your professional career. Right. And I, I just think that he would have other pro players and friends or whatever that have gone through this before that could help advise him here. Um, I don't know what he's doing. And I agree with Freddie a hundred percent. What makes him think his mother can, can, can do contracts. Does she sleep at a holiday inn or something? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, dude, you know, yo, for real, come on, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh that was a good that was a good I got something to say, Freddie. Well timed. Uh we agree with you and we'll we'll keep track on that and see how it goes. Um that's really all we got time for today, folks. Glad you guys tuned in. It's good to be back uh here with you guys. Uh we will see you again next week. We hope you guys enjoy uh the final four this Saturday and subsequently uh the national championship on Monday. Um that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right, y'all come back now.